When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer here from Blue and Gold with this week's Mike Goolsby Show. And, of course, uh, joining me is former Irish captain and linebacker uh, Mike Goolsby. And we do have a pretty special guest uh, for this week's show. Please do, folks, hit the thumbs up on this video um, and subscribe to our channel uh, for more content. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be a good show uh, with a couple of former uh, Notre Dame captains uh, chopping it up and talking some Notre Dame um, football and uh, yeah, here, here's Tom Zibikowski. Uh, these two guys, I- I'm honored to be on a show with today, and uh, t- I-, I bet the Tennessee Vols don't like these guys too much, considering that these two defensive players uh, scored three touchdowns against them. Um, uh, Tom, how you doing today, man? Zibby, with us? Tom, can you hear us? Man, no, you're breaking up. I heard something about some touchdowns, but then I only heard the last part. Well, that's what you, you said. Did, if, man. I'm with, if, if I'm with you guys, you scored touchdowns at Notre Dame. Just, just how you doing today? We uh, the we might be on the internet. Glitches, no, man. now you're good. Now you're good. Wait, 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 wait. We might have to. Uh... Yeah, if it's glitching, we could we had some technical difficulties leading into it. Can you hear me, Tom? It, I, I would just What's try that? a different device, and uh, we can just if you want to try a different device, and you can just come back. All right, all right, hold on. Uh, it is so frustrating, you know. All right, <laughs> for those of us that aren't technically savvy, I'm all sure right, so we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna bring Zibby in now. I'm the worst. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear us? All right, yeah. Take a deep breath, Tom. I think we're golden. <sighs> Thank you for your baby Jesus. You can I see me fine. You can see me fine like this. We're golden. We're live. Right, we can right, see right. you. However many all people right. are watching. Yeah, dude, we're good. Zip. Yep. So I was trying to think like how to tee this thing off, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I always kind of looked at you as like my little brother when we were at school. You remember yeah. you used to always be in the ice baths after practice and all that? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what's my first memory of Zibby? And it was during training camp, your freshman year, dude. And I remember, because I didn't pay attention to recruiting or anything, really. And, like, your your class showed up. I remember you ran down as a gunner on the punt team. In the very next snap, you were the fucking punt returner. Like, yeah. boom, boom, back to back. And I was like, who is this kid? You know? <laughs> but that's my first memory of Zibby. Where did that uh, – and I was telling Singer before you came. Mine was on my recruiting visit. You guys had after the Gator Bowl, after uh, what you call it, Recru- or uh, banquet weekend. I came in on my official after you guys played the, the Gator Bowl. Who was your host? Jared Clark, but it was pretty much you. 
So I, and I don't remember that, dude. And folks, yeah. see, like CTE is real. I don't remember that. What did we do? We get I'm no. Sure we we were Jared. We went. We went. Uh, I mean, it was that whole crew, like Frisano, you, Jared Clark, Green, Two Door, uh, Chevy Yukon, whoever it was. I thought it was, that was Jared's truck. Yeah, it yeah. Was Jared's truck. And then Boat Club, for sure. Boat Club. I mean, just took over Boat Club. Nice man. Yeah, dude. So when you were. Uh... Was it Notre Dame? Like when I was recruited, man, like it was kind of like when they came and Notre Dame came in the picture, it was like Notre Dame. Yeah. Is that how the it first, was? Yeah, because the first college game I ever watched was 1993 Notre Dame, Florida State. Okay. And my brother was a big Florida State fan. Everyone was a Florida State fan. I was a little bit too. My dad watched that game, loved Charlie Ward, started implementing like a two, a little two platoon offense and at the peewee level. Not that I was playing on it. He was winning championships. I was getting my ass kicked. But hey, shout out, uh, shout out Ed Zibikowski, by the way. Man, man. And Sue and, and my mom Sue is always she, she filmed every game and he uh was smart enough to introduce me to football and then never really coach me, let other coaches coach me separate that uh father player relationship. But I do remember an early memory going to practice of him saying, you know, when we get there. Don't call me dad. Call me coach. You call like me coach. That. Hey, going back to that Florida State thing, dude. Yeah. I might I I feel like I'm I completely agree with you because I remember watching that game with my dad, who's you know Irish Catholic, and I was like, yeah. how, how unfair it was that like we weren't going to the national championship, even though we had beat you know Florida State but lost to Boston College. That I think is what I had that game on VHS way back when. Yeah. But that's fantastic. It was a man. It was great offense. There was great a lot of great players in that game. There was a lot of that's a birth to, you know, some modern offenses came out of that. Um, Lou was running option stuff. A lot of that spread stuff was all with him. It's not like Urban Meyer didn't learn what he was doing at his time at, with Notre Dame. Kind of take all that stuff and move on. And Urban was at Florida when you were in high school. Is that right? He was at Bowling Green. That's right. He recruited yeah. the shit out of you. Didn't he like yeah. love you? Man, it was the first, the first, the first offer I got. Seven a.m. as a junior, the first day you can get offer, I got a phone call from him got about it. Bowling Green, and then Randy Walker and Northwestern next. I loved Randy Walker. It's just you know those facilities back then. It's like you know it's a world of difference than what it looks like now. My memory of Randy Walker. Was how little he was. Remember how yeah, tiny, tiny he was? Tiny, tiny, Remember tiny. He came tiny. Well, I was like, this but I mean, Frank Solich. Frank Solich was like that too. Frank Solich was a little dude that could carry that. You know, I mean, carried some weight as he walked around. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They, they definitely were. So yeah, you know, a couple of things like going back to like that Florida State, those like Holtz ND teams. They had a lot of star power, Tom. Yeah. Ricky yeah, Waters. I, I loved Ricky Waters. I loved all those dudes. I love. I was a running back, so all those offensive guys he had, Rocket, uh, all the running backs, Autry Denson. It just seemed like there was running backs all the time that could do. That was fun to watch. Did you see yourself? Uh, I'm kind of segueing to like your all's like recruiting class with Weiss's yeah. first year. Like, like that was like you know, the different eras of Notre Dame football, like your class, for whatever reason, like you all had star power between you and Jeff and like Victor and Trevor, like Brady. Um, 
Right timing. I mean, you guys set it up too. You guys with that little poke into playing Oregon State and making that run like you guys did. You guys set us up. Put you know, kind of. It's very kind of you. It's very kind yeah. of you, dude. Well, it was uh, you know, it was only one or two years a little down, and then getting back into BCS games, we got our asses kicked in the BCS game. So I mean, it's uh, we did, man. For me, honestly, I saw how much it care. I saw how much Notre Dame meant to you. I did see. You know, I was telling whoever that it was. It seemed like I was a younger brother to you. I always appreciated you. Uh, you know, when I went there, when I left, man, when I left my sophomore, if, I wouldn't be there's, I would have never finished at Notre Dame if it wasn't for you. I never would have went there if it wasn't for Mickey Marathi, and I probably would have okay. never stayed. I never would have stayed if it wasn't for you. So I got to tell the audience that story. And I didn't, you know, your memory plays tricks on you, right? 20 years yeah, always. Yeah. So you're out there balling during training camp. Spring ball, all the spring ball, training camp. Dime, the, they they list the depth chart comes out for dime, and I'm still buried on it. And I just – and here's the thing was, it was 2004. This was the Olympic year for me to – as a boxer, that's all I wanted to do um, was represent America in the Olympics, fight in the Olympics, fight internationally. And for me, that was my year that I thought I could have been in Athens. I figured I'd put that aside because I can't play football. I love it. Let's see what we can do. And I just was impatient at the time. I'm really glad I came back and it all worked out. But whew, it was close to, you know, I mean, going the other direction. That's why I feel for all these kids with this portal stuff. It's uh, Well, I got to take, take you two steps back again. So you and I know that story. Yeah, I didn't know if that happened your freshman year, but it was during training camp. Sophomore year, sophomore year, sophomore year training year. camp. Yeah, is that would have been Willingham's first year, I think, or second third year. year, third year. Yeah, whatever it was, but depth chart comes out. Zibby's not starting, and then you dipped. Like you got in the yeah. car and like went home. And I remember I didn't even have a cell phone. No, nah, and, like, <laughs> and then I remember like calling, borrowing somebody's cell phone to like call you to be like you know, come back. It's like, and that's like that memory. And then you playing gunner in the punt return thing. It's all kind of tied together in my brain. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, how did you, was it your dad? And I'm going to like, and I'm talking to you, bro. I'm talking to you almost like through a fan's perspective. Right. No, I hear you. Cause that's, who's going to watch it. But like, yeah, you talk about that bowl game, right. Where you guys got your ass beat by Ohio state, but like you ran Ted Ginn down and like punched the ball out, like yeah, your style of play, yeah. like that legit toughness. Did that come from just your DNA? Did that come from your dad coaching you? Like what made, uh, you, what made you, you as a player? My, the things I saw as a kid, the thing I saw my family going through as a kid, um, seeing my mom fight for her life when I was not old enough to speak, barely old enough to walk, uh, see my brother with a big head as a eight year old with wires attached to his head in a glass box. You know what I mean? As a older brother, uh, as a four year old, when your older brother looks at you in a helpless way, picture stays in your mind. And when he loves baseball, when he loves football, and he's the one that introduces you to football. Uh, for me, it was always hearing my dad's voice, my mom record our games, uh, and my brother taking me. Just it meant um, it wasn't just winning. It wasn't just winning and losing for me. You know, it was 
a brotherhood and making sure if I told you, you can, if you, if I told you I was going to be in a, a position, I mean, come higher hell water, I'm going to be there. Um, and as time goes by, you, you join a sport that appreciates that and values that. And then uh, I guess you thrive in the environment. So it's a, so it's an accountability thing, accountability, yeah. to your family, accountability, to your teammates. It was, and it was uh, a burning desire to not, you know, feel uh, felt good to run. It felt good to score touchdowns. It felt good to tackle. It felt good to do all that. Um, you, didn't want to, you didn't want it to just, man. If it, yeah, no, 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 not in the least bit. <laughs> I felt, you know, and here's and the honesty. My brother, he was never going to be able to play. I really just wanted to show um, if I can do it. And my brother's a six-five version of me. You know what I mean? That was that's really what I just wanted to present to the world any way I could. If I'm the badass, what the you know what I mean? What WTF? Do you think he was, or could I, have been, or would have been, or whatever? No, in the athletics world, not that he is in life. He is my true. I've seen somebody fight for his life, his entire life. And, um, you know, it changes it. you. It makes it makes it makes something, you know, it changes you. It changes you at an early age. I get it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and I train kids on the side, Tom. I know you used to kind of do that. And you're in coaching. I want to get into that. But like, I try to tell my kids, man, it's like, like, there's nothing sadder than like wasted potential. And like, why yeah. be average? Like, go try and yeah. be great, you know? And yeah. You were like a do you, do you did you like when you were at ND dude like this is like the Weiss era because you started to like pop off like my senior year the year Willingham yeah. got fired you made some plays but like did you realize how big of a celebrity you like were and kind of still are like in the Notre Dame kind of fandom you know what I mean did you did you like yeah no I mean a little there? bit I would just I would notice when I would see number nine jersey sold but your name's not on it so it still could be tony rice it still could be this guy it still could be that guy i don't know who it is i know <laughs> during my cool. time there's during 05 during 05 06 07 there was a lot of number nine jerseys being worn um and a lot of mohawks in the stands come 06 i forgot about the mohawk dude yeah. i forgot about that but no you know what i mean i really um don't think I've accomplished anything so me I've always um it's a sickness you know my pops my mom they wish I could uh and I do I mean I understand I've done things that probably no one else is gonna do I mean no one else is gonna have a pro debut at Madison Square Garden when they're 20 years old and they'd be drafted a year or two later in the third round like that shit's not gonna happen again no no so I would uh unless my son does it but I mean I can, I can, I can relate in that you're hard on yourself. I think you're even like, even doing this podcast, dude, I'm like, I want, you know, I want it to, I want it to be the best podcast. You know, yeah. Anything you, you kind of sink your teeth into, you want to be great. I, yeah, I don't so think it makes life. It makes what, I mean, that's what you. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a wire. I don't need to be, I don't need to be the best. I just need to be the best version of me. I enjoy that um, task and it, keeps your mind busy on not trying to find happiness. You ain't never going to find happiness. You find happiness when you stop looking for it, when you're working, you're searching, you set goals. 
you keep falling short, but I mean, you have perspective on things and realize this is a fight. It's a dog fight. You got to keep fighting. You got to keep fighting. You got to keep moving forward. New things. You can't just be one thing. I'm never going to just be a football player. If I'm planning on coaching, I'm I'm not going to just be a football coach. I've been a fireman. I've been a dad. I've been a brother. I've been other things than just whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is that you're doing right now. So what is it that, the men of past have done its renaissance, man. They've always kind of been a little bit of everything. We need to keep that tradition going. That's fascinating, dude. Because I, even as a little boy, I can remember that time. Like you'd meet yeah. the, the, somebody from the greatest generation and they were like a dairy farmer and then they were a yeah. postal worker. And then Do it all, from, man. Do it they all. They lived a full life. <laughs> and I think that you and I both have lived pretty freaking full lives for being, yeah. you know, I don't know if you're 40 yet, but. 37 but still we're just getting going man i had i had two grand grand grandmothers that lived to 102 years old so if that's the case man i still got along i still i'm still in that drive face we're still in that work face my mom worked till she was 70 years old plus you got to take into account you know medicine technology advances shoot if you ain't playing it for 120 years old or something <laughs> you're down you a dummy yeah 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 if you yeah if you're trying to so you're so what brought you back to football dude so just for those that don't know, what are you doing Ooh. now as far as coaching? You know, even after I got uh, I got done with the Bears, even when I was in the Bears uh, spring OTAs and all that, the fire department that I had taken in 2006 was starting to um, – I was going to have to either take it or pass on it, even if I continued on with my NFL career. Um, it happened to be that I was done playing, slid right into the fire department. Um, should have ran for mayor, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that kind of headache. An alderman or some, an alderman or some, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Not that, not that head honcho. <laughs> but it was, um, I coached the high school season at Lake Forest in 2015. Really wanted to move away from football, get back boxing. Uh, had three fights. Bard, who at the time um, was the number two cruiserweight in the world, he had only lost to who the eventual heavyweight champ of the world is right now, Alexander Usyk. I sparred him in uh, Big Bear, went toe-to-toe with him for a couple rounds, realized I still had it, still can do it. I mean, this was after five years of no activity. You know what I mean? I come into the ring and can spar the legit number two in the world. And other than conditioning, pretty much handled the situation. So um, being a fireman, it was enough time to dream of training like a world-class athlete, but not really. You know, you really do. Some of those days when you got 16, 17, 18 calls, you're wiped out the entire next day. You really are going to be sleeping for however long it is. And then you got one day to recover and you're back on shift. So it was always a tease that I could fight. Um, and for those that know me, I always, boxing was always number number one in my heart. Um, always wanted to find a way back to it. I always thought that's how, I don't know, my career would end would at least be it a world title shot or two, or at least in the ring for it. That's but, wild. Yeah. No, cause I, the way I remember it, Tom was like, the plan was to play ball. Right, yeah. And then, cause you told me, or I think your father told me that like you sort of peak as a boxer around 30 years old. 
Well, especially cruiserweights and heavyweights, it's all later. It would have been 34. When I would have made a comeback at 34, it would have been prime and hung, hung it up at 40. But, I mean, it didn't work out. Coaching Pee Wee football and the youngsters—that's what I mean. They always do it. They sucked me, sucked it. They, they made me love football again. They made me realize why you play. Because I coached where I played Pee Wee football, so I see the same uniforms. You see the same kids coaching sixth and seventh graders. The fifth graders on your team are the toughest ones on your team that are at corner. I got them corner blitzing and a six-two. You know what I mean? Just having an absolute blast doing hamburger drill every single day just carnage carnage on the daily and then them asking when you know i don't know it just it was fun it was i loved it i knew i had to come back to football eventually but i still had the fighting in me so i mean i spent another two three years of training jujitsu muay thai kickboxing boxing wrestling and then was about to fight couldn't fight Went back to coach in Illinois when they had the spring season because of COVID. Yeah. And then after that, as soon as I coached, by the second day I coached in the spring, I was starting to, I guess, realize that, yeah, this is where I'm at right now is where I want to start going. Got it. Yeah, that's interesting, too, like talking about life. Like you might have a plan, but sometimes life Ooh. or God, whatever you depend, you know, whatever you believe in, they've got another one, right? I always had boxing, man. It was supposed to, that's what it was supposed to be. It was hard. It really was hard to let go, but there's a reason for it. So well, I, I got to let go, I gotta let go and it. see what it is. So where are you at now then as far as coaching? I've interviewed uh, for the special teams coordinator over at Western Michigan, still waiting to hear back on, I think by Monday, tomorrow or Tuesday or something, I'm supposed to be uh, getting some kind of word back. So how'd you get to why, why Western Michigan? Um, some former coaches of mine helped me, you know, help reach out. I got in touch with Tim Lester last year when I was living in Florida. Um, just telling him I want to get into coaching. I'm willing to do whatever. I know I'm going to have to volunteer at least one year. I've been 10 years out of the game. So Crazy. I uh, volunteered. He put me on as a defensive quality control guy. I helped out with safeties, helped out with special teams, spent win every day. I was volunteer, but I mean, I was training for being a coach. I went every day, got myself up at 5.30, put those hours in. I mean, I'm not putting in 12 hours days when you're not paying me, but I was getting up every morning, putting the full workload in, trying to train my mind, train my body for being a college coach, college slash hopefully NFL coach. Oh, is that – so would that be your – I'm letting it take me whatever. I hear you. You can't stay stagnant. If I'm going to be learning, you got to be moving around. You know how it goes. Whatever sure. situations, whatever situations, right, is the right situation. So I mean, so like moving. all this, all this life experience that you've got, you know, the ups and downs, like you've had, you've done a lot, bro. So like, how does that, if at all, does that transfer into coaching? It helps me relate to a lot of kids. It really does help me formulate a lot of stuff. And, um, I think it allows me to be harsh and allows me to be direct and the boys really eat it up. You know, they really uh, need it. They love it. They crave it. They are really trying to shape themselves into men. They're young men, um, you know, searching and fighting. And if you don't remember those days, I mean, you've, 
coming out of high school, you thought it was one way. You thought it was like the movie, the program, and then you get to school and it's a whole different story. It ain't anything like that. Especially Notre Dame. (laughs) (laughs) Other than the training camps of you being laid out after training camp and feeling absolutely awful was about the only thing that for us at Notre Dame was comparable, but. I had you best best believe nobody's doing your homework but yourself, nobody's doing your test but yourself, nobody's going to class for you but yourself. So, you better get used to this 6 30 a.m. till 10 p.m. schedule every single day. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're better for it, dude. I tell you, I got a kid that's uh, no doubt. I got a kid that's uh, he's at Wyoming, kid that I worked with, and he was home over uh, Christmas. I bumped into him, and he's like, dude, nothing. Nothing you did, you told me nothing could have prepared me for like freshman training camp. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was no. on the phone calling my dad, crying every night. I'm like, bro, been there. We've all been, <laughs> we've all been there, you know. The speed of the NFL was way, you know, I mean, was a bigger transition. But in tor- in, in terms of a bigger shakeup in your life, senior year of college, or senior year of high school to freshman year of college, I think is way way harsher. So I, I, you know, again, you had a you had an NFL career, right? I had a cup of coffee, two of them, but uh, yeah, I didn't think the speed was, I didn't find the, the knowledge. Speed. Nobody was, nobody, no, no individual is necessarily faster than the, than the other people. They just, well, the guys that I played with, I mean, man, they're, you know, those guys. There's a little uh, bit different era though, too, when you played versus like yeah. now, right? Dude, there's so many questions. Like I'm almost going to go rapid fire, but like me, I felt like, Everybody's technique in the NFL was so much better than in college. Way, right? way better. Like, way lesser athletes, lesser athletes that are hungrier and smarter are what the NFL are. And the hungry thing is um, hungry. Hungry is hungry as they can. I mean, as hungry as they make them. It's it's wild how much, and you know the level where they come from. It's not you know it's. CFL, they're coming from everywhere, man. They're coming, they're not just coming from division one, all divisions of college, CFL, anywhere. And and back when we were playing, there was a lot of good players that I played with that were playing in NFL Europe that came from NFL Europe. Yeah, which is now defunct. Yeah. No, I mean, when I, my first training camp, dude, I saw, I don't even remember the names, but like, you know, they had the little weight room off the side of the practice field. You know what I'm saying? You get your lift in after practice and, some dude had beef or they were trying to compete for a job and dude put the guy was benching. He put the bar on his neck. <laughs> like, I, like it was a street, like I was out of prison. prison. I was like, oh, this is the NFL. Stuff. This is, you know what I'm saying? Man. But I was like, that's how bad, you know, they, they want this. That's why I loved it. I love hey, it. I was thinking about you, right? And I was like watching these old YouTube highlight tapes, trying to jog my memory in lieu of our conversation. And this kind of ties back into like it being a different era. And it's funny, like when you go back and look at pictures of yourself as a player, we were all fat, right? Like, why? Yeah, how sure. how heavy did you get at Notre Dame? Two eighteen, crazy. Six, yeah, oh six. When I showed up for training camp, I was two eighteen. Why did we? Because I played at like two fifty. Like, why did you know? Why? And Bill why, Lewis why? always told me two oh two when I played in the NFL at two oh two. People thought I was almost twenty, and I moved. I, I mean, it was incredible how how much faster I can move but one of my first recruiting trips to Stanford Tyrone Willingham's at Stanford what you would call it Bill da- Bob Davies at Notre Dame and the first person I see Notre Dame take the field is Grant Irons I just assumed like your biceps your arm
terms, this is how you're supposed to look if you were going to play in college. And I don't know what that always is as like teenage boys with their bench pressing oh, true. with their, with their biceps, like really thinking that this has anything to do with any, anything, but it scared you. So you think you're going to scare people. And now you've just, you're doing art, you're doing tries and buys at the end for 20 minutes instead of working on your bird, working on your technique and doing, but you don't know what you don't know. You're getting away on talent. I love and, it athletic you know athletic ability no one's no one's beating you on your footwork no one's outrunning you no one's doing any of that no it's fascinating yeah because like you talk about high school kids because the lifting weights tom is the easy part lifting way easy. easy way easy you know the running the technique the footwork all that stuff's like actual work i love that yeah yeah and it's funny too because like you see yeah, I remember like I saw like Rocky Boyman on my recruiting yeah. trip, who was literally built like a freaking Greek god. He looked like a comic, like a superhero. Yeah, well, think of Julius Jones, like even a running, he's five eight. He's three inches shorter than me, and somehow twenty pounds of muscle more than me. How does how is this a thing? What? Yeah, how am I supposed to? How am I supposed to tackle this dude? Yeah, no, he was a freak too. Yeah, dude. And then a dude like RG, even RG running around there, someone. Built like that. He twisted me up one time so bad freshman year. I never wanted to play defense again. Just thinking about trying to tackle Julius Jones and Ryan Grant. Yeah, because you had – this is another great Zibby story. This is like a, a – these are stories that, like, I think that you and I share. Because you had a nerve thing. Like your yeah. sophomore year, you had a nerve thing yeah. all year. And then Jim Russ, our athletic trainer at the time, I remember, dude, he was stuffing towels. Towels. <laughs> I'm racking you're stuffing towels and pantyhose and like tied it around your neck like a scarf to try and with tiger balm and massage tiger balm on my trap. That was that's how I played. That's and how I played Tennessee. Just... I played Tennessee like that. No, yeah, and you heard it in like the third quarter. I remember that. You stingers, still hear me? Okay? Just like non, yeah, just nonstop stingers. But uh, but I remember like Jim's tying this fucking thing around your neck, and I'm like, Jim, I'm sitting right next yeah. to you. Because <laughs> you weren't saying nothing because you were just no, I don't know. And I was like, Jim, we gotta do better than that. And then he yeah, flipped you did. The shit on I me. remember this 100%. And I was just trying to stick up for you, like, dude, these yeah. are starting safety. Like, can we like let him set out of practice or something? But that no, they yeah, would put remember they put tough. I would look like water boy, they'd put that necklace with <laughs> the cowboy cowl on me during practice and then wrap a towel around me for game day. This is 19 years old. This is my intro to football, big time program, first season. Of, yeah, no doubt, big time program. So talk to me real quick, kind of switching gears. Like, and I remember this, another conversation you and I had, like, and I think it's relevant with coach Freeman coming in as a recruiter, signing his guys. Could you talk about, you know, cause you were here for a couple years under Willingham and then Weiss came in. And I remember you were talking like Weiss is kind of like more pro his guys, not so much. Yeah, like you guys kind of got yeah. to take a back seat, or you you were made to feel as well. Could you talk about that at all in terms of like that new coach adjustment, what that can do for a locker room, older guys in the team, et cetera? Yeah, for us, for me at that time, I think uh, we had three re three returning starters on defense: Derek Landry, Victor Abiyamiri, and myself. Um, and Victor? Uh, no, uh, yeah. was tre Trevor wasn't starting yet, huh? Not yet, not yet. Right. He was in rotation. He's not starting. But we real quick, four. dude. By the way, real quick, Trevor Laws, maybe one of the best, most underrated players in Notre Dame history. He was. Uh, he was him and Derek. Unbelievable. Landry, I mean, Derek. Derek was so. And the thing is, they really had, man. They had to play almost every rep. We did not have 
much rotation, if any rotation. I don't think people really understand how often. Different game back then. Man, these guys played every play, and I really had to play at about six to eight yards from the line of scrimmage. That's how boundary safety played. That's really what my assignment was, give a little – give that support and be uh, an eighth man in the box. But Trevor was – Trevor – Trevor was so athletic, um, you know, seeing him as a wrestler, always seeing him as a friend and always getting into scuffles, making up mixed martial arts fights with one glove each and wrestling and, you know what I mean, back putting holes in walls and stuff. He was um, an exceptional well, I, remember when him and, I remember when him and Carlson went at it because John Carlson was a, like, world-class wrestler too. I remember they Sullivan, were, John Sullivan. Excuse me. Sorry, John Sullivan, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was like Clash of the Titans in the locker room. Man, those two going yeah. But yeah, I, I, t- I, I distracted you. We're talking about that transition with White. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we... Um... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The culture change. Um, I got Bill Lewis, who to this day I think is man, the best coach I've ever been around. He was um, who I model myself as, who I want to be as a coach is what I saw him do, not with me, but everyone else um, in the meeting room. Um, Charlie brought a little more no nonsense. You weren't as comfortable as you were, I guess, to maybe go see him. I mean, you know me, I wasn't going to see Ty. I wasn't going to see Charlie either way. I'm not trying to see any um, adult. You're not, you're not a brown adult, adult authoritative. Yeah, I'm not trying to be anywhere around there unless I'm in trouble and getting out of it. So, I mean, I'm not really uh, trying to be there. But I, I, we, uh, I think we were craving what we needed. We needed kind of that culture change. So, um you know, for me, it was a good experience because then we're in the Fiesta Bowl the next year and we're in the Sugar Bowl the following year. So it was, you know, something that I missed Ty. I liked Kent Bear. I really liked Greg Madison. I loved Mickey Mirati. So seeing those people leave was um, tough, but also um, you know, I had been a free agent in peewee football. So all this transition and new coaches and new faces, like really, I didn't really care. You know what I mean? It was, let me just show you what I can do. And at that point, no one had let me return punts. He let me return punts. I mean, I couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah. That was your, I remember they were Mike Haywood. We were watching some bowl game or some highlight and somebody takes a punt back. 
and they're jokingly saying we need to find somebody like that. Who do we have? And my boys, whoever in my class was around, said I you know pointed at me. Probably Joe Brockington or like Travis, you know what I mean? It was who it was one of the just we happened to be in the football office and that's how it all started. And you did did you do it in high school, I assume? No, no. I mean a little bit. I was a high school quarterback, so I mean and a running back my whole life I was a running back. The only pump return experience I had was one bouncing off my chest. I mean, I could do some kickoff return, but um no, that's I, fascinating. I didn't know that. I don't think a lot yeah. of people. So you you started returning punts. My third year in college. Yeah, yeah, my third year in college. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, because I was at that, and I'm just jumping around, dude. But I was at that, you know, the Bush push game. I was on the yeah. sidelines, and that was, um, you know, the best game I'll ever see. Like, I'll go to, I'll, you know, I'll die knowing that was the best yeah. game I've ever <laughs> What was uh, what was like yeah. your guys' mindset if you could like go back, you know, as a team, you know, and USC was peak USC at that point in yeah. time. Did you guys? I mean, was it like we're gonna beat that ass? Was it like we're just gonna go play hard? You know, what was the level of confidence? Do you remember? Yeah, man. Oh four, they won this. We're on spring break in oh five, and I tell Ryan Harris that I'm gonna take a punt back against SC that's how far in advance that game was at least in my mind huh. that's March that's March and we played them in October so March of 05 I've already had it etched in my stone that etched in etched, etched in my mind that uh some way or another I'll make a mark in this game so that goes back bro it's like you wanting to be great I mean that's what that is it if it's yeah and I mean, I'm not saying I didn't believe, but I really believed it. I saw it. I had yes. some, something happened. I don't know where it was. And even the night before I told my brother to walk, you know, I'm going to take my first, this is, I'm going to have. And that's when first, you did that thing. This is my first pump return. This is my first pump return. That was for him, right? That when you were. No, that was for my oldest teammate. Well, if you look, when I raised the ball, homie, that's the same way you scored when you did Tennessee. So I did Mike Goolsby. And, oh, my, oldest, and then my oldest friend. Uh, so his dad, Scott Klein's dad, let my brother was the first coach to let my brother play baseball while my brother would be having seizures on the pitching mound, would still allow him to pitch, be a part of the team, not be afraid of what the consequences could be. So for me, having that as a friend, um, in my biggest moment, I had to. I love that, man. That that's that's because this is the thing, dude. Because like, yeah, like I was just thinking, I was like, man, remember when Kent Bear? Remember when Kent Bear to act, told you to act like you've been there before? And I was like, fuck, bro. I never. You know, I, never <laughs> I scored a two point conversion at Soldier Field one time in the prep bowl in high school, but uh, but it's yeah. funny that Tennessee game. I remember well, they were good. You know, they were good. Well, they were top 10 or whatever. But I remember circling that game in high school when I committed to Notre Dame because I figured I was going to redshirt, which I didn't. But because I, I just knew about that stadium. So I had, you know, visions of grandeur five years beforehand looking forward to that game. That's fascinating. How cool, How cool is that stadium? So I heard after the fact, to answer your question, bro, when I was in Dallas, there was a linebacker there, Kevin Burnett, number two, great player. It was a second round. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, good, super good dude too. But he told me that he was told that the stadium was so loud that game that the ball 
was moving on the ground. Like his center told him like the, it was so loud that the ball was shaking. And I was like, I believe it. Who their D lineman was that started making plays in that third quarter, but that's you can talk to the person that was six. You really, I couldn't hear anything. I mean, it was the loudest I've ever heard. Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, outside of outside of like you know your boys, right? Like the locker room and all that stuff. If you'll miss that, you'll never get that back. You'll never have that same experience. But like also, yeah. like shit, you could pay to go to the moon nowadays. Like you cannot no, replicate an experience no. of like like an no. SEC night game on the road. Like, Hell you just, no, you know, dude. We'll never get it back, but it's great, man. Chaos. Let's make some chaos in the co- – in what's it called? When he uh, misspelled chaos on a PowerPoint. That K-A-Y-O-S. That chaos, chaos, chaos. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, that's for, the, <laughs> for, for people watching. Coach Willingham was a big PowerPoint guy because nothing motivates you like a PowerPoint. Yeah. And he would tend to misspell words. And chaos was uh, – one of the words that he had misspelled, but yeah, I don't know what else I got. Like, I just, uh, I wanted to reconnect, you know, it's the off season. It's, it's, I'm going to try and make it a point to get some ex teammates and, you know, Notre Dame celebrities yeah. like yourself. I'm glad you're doing that. I appreciate I'm you coming on, but I'm Hey, real quick, are you pretty in tune with like Notre Dame football nowadays? Do you pay attention? I am not, but I'm starting to open up to, uh, Wanting to maybe coach or get back to South Bend at least maybe help you know, I'm uh, I left football bitter and mad at everyone so I'm starting to, you know, and I'm in Kalamazoo I'm not too far from it I gotta see what's gonna happen in at uh, Western Michigan if nothing's co- if nothing's going on man I wouldn't mind going back to South Bend at all because I do like Marcus I like what he's about and I mean, how would you be as a recruiter I think nowadays football's football you got to be able to recruit. How yeah. would you be as a recruiter? How do you think I'd be? I think I'd kill. I mean, I think I'd kill it. Yeah, you got me. I think the same thing. I, <laughs> I do. Myself. I mean, I, I think yeah. I think being relatable. I think that's the one thing that uh, I think that's one thing about Tom Zibikowski that Notre Dame football fans loved and felt is like you're. And right now, what's my motive, man? I've accomplished it. Like we've said, I know I do know I've accomplished things, and I don't. My life isn't going to depend. I've saved. I've legit saved people from burning buildings, people's lives. You know, being an NFL coach or winning a national championship or winning a Super Bowl. Really, I would love to do it. It's important to me, but impacting a kid's life is way more oh, important. And I think any kid, when you think of back, man, the 17, 18, 19 year old, you knew who was full of shit and who was real within seconds man you can't fake you can't you can't you know what i mean it's hard to uh well so if that's if that's what you're bringing to the recruiting trail and that's what i was saying i think that's why i think that's why people like me that people like me it's because i'm myself and without a doubt you know and i, I mean, love you're you. still you you know that's interesting that, but yeah. i think that like that legacy piece is what you're basically saying you know what like that? you affecting kids lives that's going to be part yeah, of yeah, your yeah, legacy yeah, yeah. you know yeah i dig it man Hey, Mike, are you still with us? Getting back to my co-host. I'm here, man. (laughs) There he is. Hey, yeah. do we have any, like, super chats that you want to run through or, like, anything like that? I told the people not to post super chats so that we could just let you guys talk. But if the people want to uh, 
want to ask any questions. We do want to spend a few minutes doing well, questions. Like, yeah, let's real, people ask. Let's see. So let's see. Yeah, so real quick, Zibby, go rapid fire. But like, um, yeah, let's just kind of go pop them off one by one is what I'm thinking. Well, we did have one earlier, uh, a, a guy uh, talking about your, your, your dog breed. He says he has five of them and he wants to see your pups. So maybe you're going to have to. The shepherds? Uh, no, dude, you got a shepherd. Yours? You bought dogs from Joe, right? Yeah, mine passed. Mine passed in May, though. It's a sensitive, it's a sensitive subject for me. All right. Well, I guess uh, I guess Goolsby's going to uh, to get his dog or not. Getting this borble here, dude. Anyways, yeah. next next, uh, next uh, super chat. All right, people, draw, uh, post some questions. Um, yeah, I literally told him not to because I didn't want to uh, feel <laughs> obligated to interrupt the. Uh... Oh, there it's we go. Borble. There it is. All right, get off. Boy, right, get out of Anyways, that's that's for the super chatter. Get out of here. Um, Zibby, I, I, w- I would like to know real quick about the – I mean, my I, my jaw literally dropped when you dropped the little uh, – the nugget about uh, you interviewing for Western Michigan because there's a lot of Notre Dame ties at that school right now with Lance Taylor, the head coach, yeah. obviously, you know, former Notre Dame running backs coach – Several guys who like were grad assistants slash analysts at Notre Dame are now uh, coaches there. Just how cool is all that Notre Dame connection at, at Western Michigan? And then, you, how long have you you been there now? Uh, one season. I was there last season, and then um, it'll be a whole lot cooler if they hire me. Other than, <laughs> I mean, if they, <laughs> if they don't, they can go fudge themselves. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that out. We'll edit that out. <laughs> no, but you said before, dude, you kind of, you kind of, because you uh, buzzed the tower in terms of trying to get back to Notre Dame under under Coach Kelly, and that didn't quite. We'll save all the details, yeah. but that that didn't quite. No, go anywhere, you know. But yeah, he, and that's part. Of, that's part of the bitterness, and I like I had, you know, I would, uh, I'd love to be back there if I could. I mean, I'm in no hurry. I'd like to, you know, as long as I'm helping kids, I, I do like coaching. I like being involved. I really like to start implementing a lot of the things that I saw special teams wise defensively and see if my brand of football wins or not. Hmm. Did have a question here from Milton fan says, what does um, Zibby like about Marcus Freeman? Um, that he stays fit. <laughs> he stays fit. Yeah, I've said time. I've said before. I'm like, man, <laughs> all the all the all the uh, all the things that are on a head coach's plate. Like, how does he carve out? I mean, could you to stay that in shape, dude? That's eight hours a week in the gym at least, right? Ooh. Six to eight hours a week. Yeah, where's he I finding do. that time? I don't know. But I think Coach Freeman early you know, discipline. All- you either got to discipline. Discipline. He's got that early. You got to have that early. Uh, you got to get that workout early because you know you're not going to do it later. I like getting it in early and then going I, – I can watch film better. I can speak better. I can communicate better. I always like getting the early, early, early workout. Well, yeah, you get and, I mean, work. when the boys – you know, it takes these boys like 10 minutes to stretch and warm up and all that. I got a five-minute planking and 100 push-ups. Five-minute plank. I mean, it's three. I exaggerate, but, I mean, That's I'm doing funny. three. Dude, I haven't done a sit-up in like six years. <laughs> but uh, no, I think, you know, all kidding aside, I think we're going back to that authenticity piece. I think Freeman has been on brand throughout. Like, I, you know, yeah. he's wavered a little bit on the side on the sidelines as he's learning. But like he seems like, I mean, I, I'm buying what he's selling. 
you know. Yeah, I like him. I like him. I'd um, like to see, you know, I'd like to uh, get a closer look and then I'd have better judgment on it. But from an outsider, it seems like he's got all the pieces. Yeah, for sure. Right, y'all need help with the pun returner or something like that or the return. <laughs> they get y'all going. Dude, I love it. They, Yeah, their punt return game has not been great lately. So, yeah. Fucking yeah. Jesus, yeah. All right, uh, for BC, appreciate it. He says, Zibby, are you still close with your teammates? Like, obviously, Jeff Samarja, and I'm guessing Trevor Ellis, what, Trevor Laws? Um, so yeah. Talk to you to these guys, Zibby? Yeah, so we still uh, keep in contact, um, keeping up on each other's families and lives. All of us are fathers now, so we got kids that were, um, you know, kids and families we're looking after. But I was – Always looking to see Trevor, Jeff up in uh, Minnesota whenever I can. We always, we all, we've always been family since uh, man our junior year, since there, since spring game, Notre Dame spring game of two thousand and two. I think you know we saw each other all from the first time then, and then we're close, you know, close like family since then. And all also, I mean, I don't know Jeff and Trevor in the way you do, but like. Rock solid dudes. Like, yeah, they're there. Just yeah. Good dudes, good people. Yeah. All right, Eric uh, asks you, Zibby, if you could give one piece of advice to a Notre Dame football player, what would it be? To a Notre Dame football player, um, I mean, enjoy it, man. There's nowhere else where you really do get the teams, regardless of their record, regardless of. Uh, how their program is, man. You really get their best every single game. There's very few. The NFL is really the only place like it where any any given Sunday anything can happen. That's, I think, the lure of going to Notre Dame. Uh, but you better be careful what you wish for. Tom, it's going to come true. What does it take to be – I've been talking about this on this podcast, you know, since I've been doing it and, like – you love boxing, but you love football, and it like showed. Yeah. It yeah. oozed like competitiveness, fire, like compete, right? And I've said like Notre Dame doesn't have enough kids through my lens that like love, you know, that would like you know yeah. die for this, right? Like, I mean, what does it take for a Notre Dame football kid, you know, advice wise, to be successful, to find success on the football field? What does that take? Do you have any thoughts there? Um, you know, for us, I think we knew our history. I knew the past players. It wasn't just the players. I could I could name players for you that were played before 1985. I was born in 1985. I knew um, those teams that did win. Um, I knew that a lot of times it was tough kids from Chicago. It was tough kids from Detroit. And it was a mix from the rest of the country. Um, but there was a sense of... Uh, Humility, really. We're smarter, yeah. We're, we're, we can match wits with you. And we can throw fists toe-to-toe if you want. How you want. How do you want me to beat you? I can outthink you. And I can outphysical you. So whatever you... However you want to step to this, we can step to this. And so if you don't have that too. mentality... If you can't take it on the road, don't enjoy home games. You better enjoy road games. You really better do because you're getting the team's best every single time. And even our home games in some ways are like away games because it means that much to other teams. You better live that life. 
you better be about that life or you're going to get crushed. So right? you're, so what I'm hearing you say, I'm distilling that downtime. It's toughness. Yeah. Okay. And that's learned. You got to just keep fighting, man. It's battling. You got to keep fighting. You got to, a lot of these kids, you know, they're the smartest or they're the brightest. Um, how do you respond when you get that, when you get them cheeks clapped? <laughs> Hey, I got a, I got a question for you, Zabi. So, Goolsby talks about a lot uh, the sleepy atmosphere for Notre Dame afternoon home games. Says the, oh, yeah. the night games yeah. are electric. Speak, can you speak to that? Well, a little bit. Um, it's true, Tom. It is because I, you know, I kind of enjoyed mass, but I also am a boxer, and I come from the realm of meditating and not really having music and not really being excited, you know, before you play a game. I mean, before you fight. Football atmosphere is a little different where I don't know if mass or church was the best thing. I could see how it's useful. I don't know if that's part of it, but I mean, no jumbotron, no music, no, uh, I mean, I don't know. What do you expect? It's just how it's, what, I don't know. A, I don't know if that's how it still was, but it definitely was like that for us. It was just it's better. You know, it's, it better. it's better. It's better now. But I, what, what, what what we're saying, like holistically here, is like you know Bowling Green or Toledo, right? Toledo's coming here. This is their Super Bowl. It's a one thirty kickoff. I just had class yesterday. Like it's yeah. hard to get up for those day games. Yeah. It's a very real thing. It's like, just it is. And really, and the, the biggest thing is the other team. It's the other team's Super Bowl, man. When you face another team, whether they come from the MAC, whether it's Central Florida, South Florida, whatever, Florida, whatever, Utah, Te- I don't care where it's coming from. You are about to get the team's best. It's the difference you see when you see NFL playoffs. How do teams with worse records be playing that good? It's, you're getting everyone's best. That's how it is when you play in South Bend. I don't know if there's a way to get home field advantage. There is, you got to get rid of turf and play on grass. It's got to be a rough style of football. You got to do something different that makes it a home field advantage. Tom, real quick, more sweets, bigger sweets. It should be the scariest place to play. I don't get why it isn't, but you know, Hey, who's our just one word answer. Maybe, you know, you can elaborate. Who's who through your eyes is Notre Dame's biggest rival. through your eyes when we were when we were playing i really felt like it was michigan okay i I don't know how you felt i would Uh, agree there was teams i thought it was yeah i thought the usc was real but i mean they were so good at that time it was like man we were you know we were i remember my freshman year we were watching reggie bush another freshman just run all over the field for touchdowns it's like we got you know, not that we weren't going to beat them. We played tough against them. It's just, it's, uh, I thought that Michigan was real in proximity. Our stadiums look similar. That tradition is similar. A lot of similarities between those two. I always had a respect for USC. Yeah. There's other teams that I hated, you know. I hated Purdue. I hate Purdue. Same. Uh, I hate Boston Purdue. College. I, yeah. Uh, Anyways, I don't think I've ever beat both. Boston College. I'm 0-2 against Boston College. I'm I mean, 4. Pittsburgh, our Pittsburgh, you know, you're our 0-4 Pittsburgh. Oh, God. Just, you know, just, that, I mean, that alone made me ne- hate, hate them. 
So, you know, Tommy makes a play at the end of the game, wild game, wild game, and they call pass interference on somebody else. And, you know, you ended the game. I tried Jackson, to Preston Jansen, Yeah, intercept. And Quentin Burrell had almost three consecutive third down PBUs that are called pass interferences. Yeah, we got screwed. My, my oh, dad, that was a hose job of all hose jobs. My dad, Tom, my dad got physically yeah. – my dad vomited <laughs> after that game. It was – it was uh, – he was so sick, he literally was ill. Like after, you can't blame. You know, you don't blame referees and all that, but it was even to old school dads that never blame <laughs> anyone else's for losses. They're like, "Yo, something's fishy here." Yeah, it was wild. Any more questions, Mike? Yeah, got a couple here. Um, we had uh, Susan asked, "What current players do you see as potential NFLers?" Um, not sure if uh, Zibby, you're, you're, how familiar you are with the current Notre Dame roster, but Ghouls be able. Yeah, to not too much. Yeah, not Ghouls. A lot of them. I mean, obviously, both tackles, Blake Fisher, Joe Walt. Uh, the tight end, the tight end for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, well, the mayor's gone. I mean, that's like a for, you know foregone conclusion. So one of those wide receivers will be an NFL kid, but we're looking for higher-end kids, Susan. I think that's, that's true, too, right, Tom? When kids think about playing in the NFL, they think about being a first-round pick. But yeah. I think both of our corners are NFL guys. I think one of our safeties is an NFL guy. I think – some of our younger linebackers could be NFL guys. I think Riley Mills could be an NFL guy. Um, but, you know, it's so, so many of these positions, it just comes down to movement skills and body types. You know, Riley Mills is an NFL body. Um, but, you know, also, Tom, you could attest to this, tying it back to your class. Dude, Tom, off the top of my head, Tom Zivikowski, NFL. Jeff Samarja could have been NFL. He was a freaking Bolitnikoff finalist. Yeah. Ryan Harris. Yeah, yes. big time player. Yeah, Brian Harris. John, John Sullivan. Sullivan was in your class. John Carlson. John Carlson. Trevor Both Laws. Both Johns were in your class, right? Yeah. Yep. Trevor Laws. Victor Trevor Laws. Abby Meary. I mean, I think um, that you, your class had nine, ten dudes. Chinnadum and Dukeway. Chinnadum. Chinnadum and Dukeway. Hey, Nadu. I had that note in my phone. I just forgot. Yeah. And he played a different position in the NFL, like, you know, from wide receiver to safety. My point is. Good teams at, at Notre Dame will put more dudes in the NFL. End of conversation. It's true. You win more awards. So if Notre Dame wins more games, Susan, you'll see more guys get drafted just the way of things. And that's how, that's how NFL teams draft. They look for who's been successful. There's a reason teams – if you're not successful, how good of a player could you have been? Yep. All right, we have one um, from a Domer Wap. It says, I recall you donated some boxing prize money to Weiss's foundation, which is a class move. Uh, are you still in touch with Weiss or any of your former Notre Dame coaches? Uh, Rick Minner a little bit. I talked to Charlie. I talked to a little bit now that I was coming back to football. This really was, you know, last winter and spring is when I started trying to get back into the uh, – college ranks and big time football. So it's been a lot of seeing old faces. I lost, I saw a lot of faces at the convention in Charlotte. There was not John McDonnell, Rob Bionello. It was, um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of coaches now that I'm getting back to it. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Chris says with all due respect to Goolsby, Zibby is my favorite Irish player of all time. All day tough. Great to see you Zibby. Uh, appreciate the, the super chat, Chris. Uh, and then uh, I think a lot of people would, you know, echo that same sentiment. You know, how does that feel, Zibby? It's, I mean, I don't know. For real, you know, I'm not blowing no smoke. There was, he took me in like he was an older 
brother, man. I really didn't want to tackle. I didn't want to play defense. Like he, he really taught me how to play defense. He taught me that tackling when I hit, when you run through people, it's not going to hurt. The stuff really isn't, you know, you got shoulder pads down. There was a lot of things that Mike said that really, man, for me into the defensive player, at least I was, I, there was only, I mean, I watched one season and then played. I mean, I watched Ed Reed and like some other guys that I'd watch play, but other than that, I didn't know how to play defense. And Mike was someone that taught me how to tackle. He taught me, you know, really how to care about a program, even if there's other players that complain about being sore, that don't like where they're at, that don't, you know, I really saw him weed out all that BS and stay focused on what his task at hand was. And it wasn't necessarily going to the NFL. It was being the best version of him. It was being proud of where you played for. A lot of it was just being pride in where you're at, not looking to transfer, not make make the situation you're at better than where when you came in is, I think, another thing of how me and Mike were raised. Whatever it is, you go in and you change the culture, you change the situation, make it what you want it to be. Mike, I, yeah, I, I just think – I think, um, you know, you talk about, like, your legacy as a football player, Tommy. You made so many freaking plays, dude, you know, and it's like I feel like all the plays, the highlight stuff almost takes away from me who you were as a player. It was just a tough yeah. SOB, yeah. and it's like if I didn't get it, you know, I didn't make as many plays as you, but I was like I never missed a practice. You know, you played through all these injuries and this and that, like, and I was like I never wanted anybody to doubt my toughness. And that was what was important to me. You know, that's what I kind of hung my hat. I was like, I'm going to be a tough motherfucker, like period. And that's what mattered to me. To be relied on, man. I knew no matter what the situation, how high the team was ranked or how low the team was ranked, 41 in front of me was going to be where he needed to be, take on whatever block he needed to take on and help out his team any way he knew. Yeah, yeah, dude. Spilling the ball to Zibby. And you play for each other after that. That's how you start. You know, that's where it all goes from. Yeah. All right. I've got one more uh, question from the chat for uh, for Zipkowski. Then I've got one from your notes, Mike, that I want to make sure we cover. And then if there's anything, else, wrap it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, BCF is about to die. Uh, how, how many games have you been back for? Me? Yeah. Only one. Which one was that? USC Notre Dame. I have no idea what year. Jeff, Jeff, and Jeff and Trevor Laws took me to the game. I don't. I don't. They I'm, picked me up, I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> and I'm telling you unintentionally. That's why I wanted to get you on here. I was like, I, you know, Zibby needs to get back into the Notre Dame. It's just I'm telling you, like I did this stupid podcast. You know, a lot of it, and it wasn't Notre Dame. It was me hating football. You know, yeah. Hating, it's I'm taking it's it's uh, and I'm petty, man. I hold grudges, so it's you know, it's take it's this is this is healing for me. This really is because of um. You know, this is shit. This is like I said before, I've said what I had to say about Mike. That's the reason that's what kept me there. There's without him. If there is Irish fans that like me over him, man, I wouldn't be there if it wasn't for him. Oh, that's all baloney. But I'm just saying, yeah, I wouldn't get back. I'm telling you, get back into the Notre Dame fold. And it's like and I did this podcast. Singer had to drag me through the mud and it like it's given me a lot of personal momentum. It's been a beautiful thing. And it's like uh Whatever grudges you have, people, man. Whatever. I know there's so many good people, and there was so many. Hell yeah! That end zone, that end zone, that end zone. I would score it against USC. That 
I don't know if it's north or south end zone. I just know there's a whole lot of south side Irish that that take their families, man. Those are the the seats that families can afford. And it meant a lot to me that that's where I scored and, you know, since, man, if the, that end zone, I don't know how to explain it. Maybe Mike knows it too, but that's, there's something about. Yeah. You know, who was, you know, so I was childhood, the, man, that's, that's child. That's where we sat when we went as kids. I was, I was on the sideline for that game and, you know, my parents were in that end zone, just like yeah. you said, you know, seats you can afford, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, what was the next question, Mike? Uh, Zibby, your thoughts on NIL. I mean, you talked earlier about the number nine jersey and how you don't know if it's yours. Well, I mean, now yeah. that that that's like the that's a real thing. You know, you can make money on that now as a player. Plus, I can only make my purse money. I couldn't make all the money that would have been involved with my pro debut. That so I don't really like we're talking about nil money is like millions of dollars lost for me. So I don't really like talking about it. But that's fair. he's not wrong either. Yeah. No. And uh, I'm all right with it because the stuff that we talked about earlier, I think every young man really, man, should learn what it's like to get used and abused. Think it's think something's one thing and find out it's a whole nother thing, I think is good for character. And I think all the young men in this country should should go through it. So no money. It is what it is. Um, Karma's real. So if they don't use this money for good things, all that stuff's going to come back to them. So God bless the young kids that all think they're studding. You know what I mean? Go have fun. Have fun with those mistakes. You're saying, you're saying, Tom, prioritize the right things. Figure out what the right things yeah. are and prioritize that. Yeah. 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 And I'm talking ish because, you know, they're getting paid and we had to be starving. And oh, order dude, you have been a multi-million. We, we had to get gold yeah, and I had to fight to get paid because I was starving otherwise at nighttime, man. There's only so much general salary you can get from what you call for six ninety nine at nighttime at Golden Dragon or whatever it was that was down the road. You know what I'm talking about. I love that place. Sure. I ate a lot of hamburger helper, dude. That's how I got it. And then whatever food. Yeah, so did I. I had Chef Boyardee. My dad would bring some prosciutto and provolone from some Italian deli. It would get dropped off by the time I would get to it. There would be one slice of meat, and I would see Trevor with greasy-ass hands wiping off his hands on his shirt like, I don't know who ate all my prosciutto provolone and all the food my dad just bought for me. That's too funny. That's too funny. Chef Boyardee, though, that's what I lived on. Ravioli. That's what I had for dinner tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Really good. good. When it's good, it's good. When it's good, it's good. What are you going to do? Yeah. Hey Mike, we got anything else going on? I don't want to keep Tom anymore any longer. We're good. We are good, man. He said his battery's dying. Tom, I love you, dude. I'm glad you did this. I'm glad you guys had me. I'm glad we could reconnect the other day too. All Fantastic. right. Thanks for joining us, Tom. Have a good one, man. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, Mike. That was pretty awesome, man. Thoughts on uh thoughts on talking to Zibby? Um, no, and I, I mean, thoughts, I haven't, I haven't been, you know, I'm guilty. Tom's guilty. Life gets in the way. So, uh, in a roundabout way, thanks to you for giving me this platform to reconnect with an old teammate, little brother of mine and Zibby. So, uh, I hopefully again, just more of the same, bring on yeah. X players throughout the off season, you know, keep putting out fun content, but that was fun, man. Zibby, Zibby is I'm telling you, I like to think of myself as a tough dude, kind of a badass. Zibby is 
a bona fide badass, you know, um, high character guy. Um, love, love the dude, man. Who do you want on next? I have to think about it. Yeah. Well, well, Drop I mean, it in the comments. Drop it in the comments. Oh my God, Mike. See. That's all people have been talking about in the comments or who they want next. So. Well, we'll see if I can't pull some strings. All right. I mean, you got Brady Quinn. You got Tom Zabikowski. I mean, I can't wait. How about you got uh, Preston Jackson on for us a couple years ago? Well, I told you about that funny exchange I had with Rocket Ishmael at the um, for the spring game? The spring game thing when I dogged him when he dog he dogged us on ESPN and I gave him the business in the tunnel at Michigan State and I bumped into him at the spring game thing and he instantly jumped into that story and I actually have it on video. Preston of all people recorded it, so maybe Rocket would be fun to get on. You know, he's a fun, he's a very animated guy. Could you imagine? Hey, yeah. yeah, man. So. All right, folks. I'd, like to get, I'd like to get Coach Madison on too. You know, Greg Madison, who I think probably recruited Zimmy, recruited me. I mean, a Hall of Fame recruiter. Yeah. He's seen it all, done it all. I um, like this comment, Mike. Um, yeah. Ty Willingham. I'm gonna I'm gonna veto that one. <laughs> I'm guessing Tom uh, or I'm guessing Tyron Williams not saving your phone. Well, to be honest with you, and this is the type of stuff that like Zibby would get, like he would feel me on this. So I was Coach Willingham's captain. You know, when Zip, when Coach Willingham gets let go, do you think there's any correspondence between Coach Willingham to me and or like, hey, if you ever need anything? There was none of that. You know, so, yeah, I have no love for Willingham. Maybe if you were a golfer. When Bob Davey, when Bob Davey got fired, he wrote us all a letter. If you ever need anything, wrote a letter to my parents. Hmm. That's something like classy people do. You know, he recruited me there. Uh, I can't speak for any other kids, but no, Tyrone Willingham's not coming on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll we'll sign us off there. Mike, I appreciate your time tonight, folks watching um, on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up. Uh, that really does help uh, like get more eyeballs. You know, the, the YouTube algorithm likes when videos have a bunch of likes on them. So please do um, hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to our channel. Somehow you have not done so yet. And uh, yeah, we'll be on what bi-weekly, bi-weekly in the off season. I dig it. Yeah, bi-weekly. I mean, time flies. So yeah, yeah. maybe every couple of weeks. Yeah, sounds great. All right, spend the Mike Goolsby show. Make sure you hit that thumbs up. Mike Singer, Mike Goolsby here. Uh, head to blueandgold.com for all your latest Notre Dame football coverage, of course. And uh, yeah, guys, we'll, we'll catch you next time.